This episode is brought to you by Magical Butter. The Magical Butter Machine is the world's first countertop botanical extractor designed for creating fantastic recipes, infusing the essence of healthy herbs into butter, oil, grain alcohol, lotions, and more. Go to MagicalButter.com and enter the promo code WEEDANDGRUB for 20% off at checkout. MagicalButter.com Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? Oh, it's been such a great weekend. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. Yeah. I am feeling so, like, flush with pride. Oh, good flush. Yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah. Oh, pride. Yeah. I, at first, I heard the word flush, and I could only focus on that. And then I heard oh. the word pride, and then I could only focus on that. <laughs> but what you meant was you had a great time at pride this weekend. Yes, I had a fantastic time at pride. It was, you know, like, who doesn't love a parade with bubbles and confetti and mimosas everywhere and fabulous people? It was, like, the best fucking time. Streets full of love, people minding their own business while feeling each other heavy. It was fucking fantastic and there were so many beautiful floats that went by and so many like great performers and then oddly like a few um like executive ads like uh the chase float was a little weird (laughs) right yeah Yeah, it would go it would go like confetti cannon terrific music uh beautiful people of all shapes and sizes and wells fargo and banks yeah (laughs) (laughs) which is fucking awesome because it means they're supporting the pride parade and giving money hopefully to like have that float in there but it was just like it was weird to see the chase balloon go past like in the macy's day sort of style of like the big tethered balloon with people holding it down and then the people who were holding it i was like they should have the executives do that they should oh that's such a good idea that should be their fucking job is that they have to show up at pride and fucking march that balloon down you know, Hollywood Boulevard or Santa Monica Boulevard and like, you know, I would only and I would show say up. I would say it's not should. <laughs> it's not like you should have to. It's yeah. like you should want to. And you should loosen that fucking necktie, take off the sport coat. <laughs> yeah. Hold hold a balloon. Hold a fucking balloon. Show up. Show up. Real talk. That's mm, that can you imagine? Cause like Macy's that, that one, Macy's is why are we still doing that parade? What oh. a fucking dumb fucking parade that is. Oh, really? Is. I love the Macy's parade. Really? Yeah. Snoopy? Snoopy has played out and he's so done. Oh, I don't know. I guess maybe I'm kind of old school. I love a Snoopy p- p- balloon. You do? You got me stuttering about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I mean, I just love balloons and floats and parades and I love a parade. What can I say? Man, I feel like Macy's is just like the Macy's Day Parade should just be called um, buy this shit. Yeah, that's true. It is. It's almost Christmas. Don't forget to buy this shit. Yeah, don't forget. Tomorrow's Black Friday. Just so. looming corporations floating their blimps down Madison Avenue. <laughs> I find it revolting. But oh. Pride, Pride Parade, yes. so great. And I love your executives holding a chase balloon idea. I just felt like that would have been like a great way for them to... Um, you know, not only just have a float in the parade, but uh, also represent. There was uh, stilt walkers. Yep. A man told me that I have 
eyes that have that are blue and they have like honeypot brown in them oh. like i feel like everybody who put themselves out there ended up going back home feeling really good about themselves it was a fucking good vibe and archie got a um neckerchief thrown at him from a float and he was feeling very special as well so oh <laughs> it was a good fucking day um <laughs> should we get into our episode we have such a cool guest this week <laughs> i'm sorry i just you love your dog so much that you 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 know, it's important that you include him. It yes, I do love him so much. I um really want to get one of those like baby Bjorn things so I can actually wear him around because I just um started riding those scooters that are all over town. Limes and, I, and birds. Yeah, limes and birds, and I want to um like strap him on and go. And I don't know if that's a good idea or if everyone will just make fun of me. But I do love him that much. I get it. You know what you could do is take a bird scooter mm-hmm. and next to it. Uh, like one of those tiny little kid shopping carts okay. and make him a little sidecar. <laughs> How yeah. fun would that be? That would be fucking hella fun. Yeah. Yeah. People would think I was insane though. Oh man, there's something about seeing a dog on your chest kind of standing upright. Fucks me up. I, when I moved to New York years ago, I remember this woman pulled up at a stoplight and I looked at her and I was like, she's who I want to be when I get older uh-huh. because she was wearing like an Amelia Earhart little aviator leather cap with goggles and then her, her basket on the front of her scooter was a little dog wearing a little leather aviator cap with little goggles and I was like, she's doing it right. She's doing it right. I love her and yeah. I love her dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's you now. That's going to be me. Yep. Congrats on becoming what you've always known you wanted to. Thank you. That's yes. what pride is all about. It is. It absolutely is. It's fucking, yeah. And Let's, yep. Uh huh. Yep. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do Gubble yep. Gazette? I do because I'm champing at the bit to get uh, into this week's episode with our, with our guests. So, yes, let's do Gubble Gazette, powered by Word on the Tree. Uh, this week's news story is that. Um, so Las Vegas actually approved consumption lounges, which is super fucking exciting. Uh, and they were set to open this month, I guess. And then the Nevada legislature went ahead and shut it down and said, uh, nope, we are going to not approve that. And we're actually going to legislate against it and make sure that no legal cannabis venues for consumption can open until July 2021, at least. At least. Yeah, they put the kibosh on it for at least two years. Which so is- we were all ready to go. And now we are waiting another two years because. Yeah. The people who said yes to it are now saying no? Well, the people who said yes to it were the Las Vegas businesses. It was approved in Vegas. And the people who said no to it were the Nevada, like the state legislature, and the governor, whose name is Steve Sisolak. And um, the article that I read about it was positing that it was because the Strip doesn't want money drawn away from casinos and so on to legal cannabis venues. And so all of these like legal weed places that were like getting like these eight thousand square foot um areas ready for people to come in and like party and consume safely planet uh, 13 yeah away from the strip are now being shut down because money from the strip poured into the nevada legislature's coffers to make sure that doesn't happen at least not just yet so one of two things probably happened right either the strip all came together and had a meeting yeah pulled a bunch of money together and donated a bunch of money to nevada legislators to be like yo slow this down until we can be the ones who have the consumption lounges in our place on the strip fuck these businesses Mm -hmm. right yep yeah or uh no that's it yeah (laughs) yeah that i think that is it or at least that the story that i read was sort of yeah some summarizing the whole situation with like basically yeah it's big money and casino money saying no we don't want uh, these legal weed shops to actually be able to draw our tourists away. Don't take our bread and butter. I'm so fucking torn about this. Are you torn? Yeah, Why? I really am. Because I 
want the consumption lounges to happen and I want I I want all of it. Mm -hmm. And I and there's something about the strip that I also like you can I, understand it I a little get bit. It. I sure. fucking get it. You yeah. know, you don't let the line out of the cage because it's going to kill everyone around you. You <laughs> keep it in the cage. Yeah. Like, I get the move and I don't have sympathy for it because I wish all corporations would burn to the ground. But I do understand the move when somebody crunched the numbers and put the brakes on it. Yeah. Hang on to that golden goose. Right. Lion, whatever metaphor you want to use for it. The golden don't let goose the golden, lion? The golden goose lion out of that <laughs> weed cage onto the strip. Yeah, it's great. So I guess <laughs> tune into Weed and Grow for all your news. <laughs> I, was say, I guess the now is the time to introduce your new job and announce it. Uh, saying maker for the next generation. Catchphrase queen over here. Don't let the gold lion goose out of the weed cage, guys. What are you doing? It's a crazy idea. <laughs> Everyone in the pitch meeting is like, okay, I think we can go home. Cool. Great. We wow. got it. She nailed it. Did it again, Mary Jane. Amazing. She's amazing. How do you feel about it? Um, mad about it. I'm pretty mm. mad about it because I think if a, you know, a city like Las Vegas is saying that they want something, it's the job of the you know state to support that thing because I think that you know Vegas has to be the revenue generator for the entire state. I'm sure I don't know who the mayor of Vegas is, but I'm sure whoever that person is. I think is, it's is McCheese, like, isn't it? Oh yeah, <laughs> Mayor McCheese. <laughs> Not happy about it. Yeah. So I don't know. I would like to hear from anyone who's in Vegas to hear you know what we don't know about this story and fill us in on all the on all the details. What's going on over there? Are you guys pissed? Everybody's probably pissed. Probably pretty pissed, right? And all those fuck faces on the strip are like, oh, smoke one of your weed joints and chill out then. <laughs> right yeah yeah they probably are smoke one of your weed joints you know how they say yeah i do let's move on to happier times okay you know what i mean yeah some buds of the week let's go on to some buds of the week so vi buds of the week yeah and so oh i i'd actually like to go first because i know who your bud of the week is and i know who my bud of the week is so this week i would like to shout out as i pull up my instagram becky talent oh yeah yeah she's in newcastle Uh uh-huh and it's at Becky Talent, B-E-K-I-T-A-L-E-N-T. And I want to read a little bit of her profile. She is a rebel girl, 29, girl scout, potty mouth, lunatic, misanthrope, tattoo collector, femme, and plant enthusiast. Oh. Peace emoji. And uh, she wrote us a really nice message, and I just thought I'd read a little bit of it. She just said, my friend and I are attempting to start up a podcast, so we were doing some research, and your show has literally become addictive, and I've listened to 50% of them in only two weeks. Mary Jane, you are literally an inspiration to women in weed culture. Oh, man. You two are beautiful. I respect you both so much. Keep on doing what you're doing. Thank you so much. That's so fucking cool. Hell yeah. And Becky Talent, when you and your friend make that podcast, send us the link so that we can blast it out and listen and subscribe and support it ourselves. Absolutely. I love a new podcast. I can't wait to hear it. Who's your butt of the week? It's a letter, actually, that I'd like to read from someone named Justin. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to read the whole thing. Okay. So we got this letter. Uh, The subject line is Gray Blobs. And he says... I'm a new listener to your podcast, and I just listened to your episode, Weed and the Big Why, with Brad Bogus this morning. I've really enjoyed the show's last few episodes and wanted to send you some kudos. Today's topic for discussion with Brad was very inspiring for me because I've been struggling with finding my why both personally and professionally. In fact, I just finished Simon Sinek's Start With Why a few weeks ago. The idea of getting behind something you truly believe in is so simple and yet so hard for many people. I grew up focused on the what of my life because that is what I was taught. My parents' favorite sayings were along the lines of, get good grades, go to college, and make money so you can support us when we are older. 
The acts of going to school, getting A's and B's, going to college and the Marine Corps always felt like I was one of the gray blobs off of fairly odd parents. <laughs> uh, yeah, the gray blobs were kind of cute, but so uniform. I never truly understood what it meant to be me, to me. And then there's a picture of the gray blobs from that show. I am still on this path of self-discovery, and I wanted to point out that you guys have opened up topics of discussion I've had to have with myself. For instance, I had no idea the level of effort women and men of color have to put forth simply because they are not white men. I never felt like I've had it easy, but then again, I have never had a creepy landlord staring at my body either. (laughs) I appreciate the fact that you guys are open for discussion and use your podcast as a podium for what you truly believe in. It's ironic that I learned more about being a good person from a podcast about weed, of which I have never had the opportunity to take part in, than I did in four years of being a Marine. Thank you. Respectfully, Justin. That's a good email to get. It means so much. Thank you, Justin, for writing in. Um, I think this is why we do this podcast, and um, it just means so much. So, Yeah. Yep. Justin, thank you. Yeah, it's it's kind of everything. Becky um, Talent, thank you. Thank you to everyone who writes in. It means the world, and... Um, uh yeah it's left us a little speechless right yeah. i don't know i think i don't know what to do apart from uh move on with our amazing guest but a few things from you first right yeah there are some really cool things and okay. actually one of them is tied into our amazing guest oh so i have a couple plugs that i just want to say the first one is if you happen to live in san diego on the 15th yep on the 15th uh i'm headlining a show at the High Court Variety Show Summer Kickoff at The Nest, 1855 First Avenue. Uh, We've got Burlesque, and she looks like she spins fire. Whoa. Yeah, definitely lighting a joint off that. Hell yes. Would you light a joint off somebody's spinning burlesque fire boobs? I've actually done it myself. I lit it off myself when I used to spin fire. Fucking of course you have. You're so cool. (laughs) That's so cool. Anyway, I'm headlining. Mary Jane should be. 15th in San Diego. And then the other one is on the 14th, which is a Friday at 1030 at the Peck Theater, where I'm hosting a show called Called to the Couch, where I play a late night host. Play. I'm the late night host. (laughs) Come on, Glazer. Do the job. And uh, some great stand-ups, including our VIB, our very important bud this week, Allie Lou. Allie Lou. Going to be on your show. I'm going to come. Come. I'm going to come and laugh. Yeah, well, yeah. and no fire spinning at that one. Like two <laughs> shows in a row, I'm like, ah. Yeah, no, I will just, you know, I'll smoke a joint outside and then I'll come in and like chuckle politely in the background. Allie Lou is the shit. Yes, she is. I'm so happy that we met her in Alaska, where she's from. Yep. She was one of the people that we saw doing stand-up at the Alaska Comedy Festival, and we were like, who are you? We need to be your friend. Yep. And it turns out she lives in LA, and her story is remarkable. Her story is incredible. She was introduced, actually, by another friend that I knew from New York, Jose. She's here in LA. She's fucking killing it, and she's just so um, like wonderful to hang out with, and fucking funny, and real, and honest, and all of the wonderful things about you know making a new friend, where you're like, they're just so great and cool. Um, her and- Honesty started me yeah. getting honest in yep. a way that I'm never honest. And I was like, oh, no, what's happening? <laughs> oh, I no. could feel my, you know, my mouth start to say words as I was picturing them. And they were a little too real, but it was too late to turn back. I mean, we get into like bathtub cheese and like, you know, kissing styles. And I will say that was one of the funniest things to be pegged as my kissing style yeah. to be lined up by you two. Oh, yeah. Very funny. We got you. Yeah. Listen in for that. <laughs> <laughs> Should we just jump right in and yeah. let Let everybody experience it for themselves. Yes. Without further ado, here is our interview with Allie Liu. 
a theater nerd. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like you're you know more about musical theater than I have ever. That's how I learned all my information. Is it through, <laughs> through musical musicals. theater? I learned the plight of the Jews through Fiddler. Yes. Uh-huh. I learned about Nazis and Sound of Music. Yep. Yeah. Cats names. Cat, yep. <laughs> the different kinds of cats. Cats are magical. Obviously. Yep. Um, yeah. Argentinian AIDS, dictators. Rent. Yes. Through, um, what's that one? Evita. Oh, yeah. I know about Jesus. From? From Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh. What'd you learn from hair? Hair? Um, you could do anything if you were white in the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> you could do anything you fucking wanted ever. <laughs> Yes. If you were white in the 60s. So I'll take that next time around. <laughs> Hell oh, yes. You're going to get reincarnated? As a white person in the 60s. As a beautiful white lady <laughs> in the 60s with perfect breasts mm-hmm. that don't need to be contained. Yeah, they don't need a bra. Yeah. Just a couple of strands of like that long hippie hair over yes. them and a flower like woven into your bush. It's gorgeous. Yeah, smoke a J. Fuck that guy. That or like a glossier model now. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's what I'd be reincarnated as. Hell yes. There's an older glossier model who has silver hair right now and I'm loving her because I'm like, you know, thank you for the representation they look of like, like real people. Naturally, yeah, natural people, natural beautiful people who have just happen to have great skin and really high cheekbones and they're all thin, but you know, yeah. I do appreciate like a little differentiation between the heavily made up and like surgically enhanced yeah i would uh, still have my original eyebrows yeah that everyone made fun of me for and if i had just listened to mom i would have them instead of having to draw them in yeah no i was like nope i am in charge of my own destiny mom did you overpluck i overplucked i shaved whoa yeah because someone i had a unibrow I had the Deep Valley unibrow now. It's called a monobrow. Yep. <laughs> I've heard. I had the Frito Kahlo look. Yeah. And my yeah. mom was like, when you're old enough, we'll wax it and it'll be fine. What, did you shave your eyebrows before you shaved legs? Yeah. I, leg hair has never been a problem for me, but it's the face and then the mustache. Whoa. Did you shave yeah, that too? Yeah, I shaved that too. And my mom was like... So now it's like a whole laser situation. Because mm-hmm. you shave and then it grows back and it comes back so dark. And, and right. thicker. Thick. Yeah. And you're like... Uh, yeah, you get stubbly. Mm-hmm. This has veered off into all well, the hair yes. removal. Well, and then I'm looking at Mike's beard, and I'm like, you, you have no fucking idea what it is. No, but I did yell at my mirror from like <laughs> age 11 to 15 because, mm-hmm. like, I have hair, like my my dewy, wavy, curly afro. If it gets too long, I can't spike it like I want to, like all the cool kids. So I would like yell at my fucking mirror in the morning because my hair yell? wouldn't do like fuck. Just the word fuck <laughs> at the mirror at me with like too much shit in it. So now it's all matted down because I couldn't get my hair to do what everyone cool was doing with yeah, their how hair. Do, how so easily? How How do you do it? Well, how many of us, though, really at that age, like when we were all sort of like yelling at ourselves in the mirror, how many people did you actually know who were killing it, who felt good about themselves going to school? Like if you really look at back at like pictures of that class, there's like for me, it was the classmate. They were always named Nicole. I always really <laughs> got bullied by Nicoles. There were three Nicoles in my class. It was Nicole Miller, Nicole Martin and um Nicole something else but the Nicole was spelled differently for each of them yikes it was yeah it so was, they were like was, the gang of Nicole it was a lot it was they like Heather's Kristen yeah. Kirsten Kirsten yeah <laughs> and, and those Nicoles to me at that time they were like the perfect most beautiful everything and I look back at pictures now and I'm like girls weren't okay. killing it weren't killing it as hard as they thought yeah they <laughs> were, as hard as hard as I thought yeah, yeah they were cute enough you know we were all cute but they they had this 
power over me because I gave them this sort of belief that they were like perfect and you know they had great teeth and they had the right clothing but like yeah I shouldn't have been yelling at myself in a mirror and I'm just like what what were you going for like who who did you feel like you were trying to look like was it people in your class or was it people you were seeing on tv because I feel like you probably weren't seeing many people like you on TV no, at that time. No, not at all. I remember one of the things that people used to say to me that I used to take as a compliment because that's just how ass backwards it was growing up in Anchorage, Alaska mm-hmm. as a Filipino was, a, oh my God, Ali, I always forget you're not white. And so in my head, I'm like, oh my God, I passed. Like, I, I did yeah, it. Oh, I'm just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but then also I'm like, why is that such a compliment? that I am completely erasing my identity and the things about my personality that can only be attributed to being Filipino. Wow. Can you say a little bit about like what those qualities were exactly what that were being met like obviously your internal moral compass and you're relating that to like your heritage and being Filipino and how you were raised. Were there specific things that you like were you addressing racism in the moment or were you I it doesn't sit well with me when people are mean to another person for no reason mm. other than maybe they're like they're poor that was a thing that people did in high school um making fun of what people wore when they don't have a choice and <laughs> what they have to wear um making fun of someone's looks when they're a perfectly great person mm-hmm. you know what i mean like not in our photo kind of thing and i'm like Ugh, no i don't like <laughs> yeah. that that is gross why and then i would only like hang out with that person wow yeah Nice. And like, I just, if I don't want to do something because I'm like, "Mm, I don't know how I'm going to get home at the end of this night. So I'm not going to do that. Mm -hmm. That made me super lame. Growing up in Missouri, going to a party where everyone got just drunk enough to start being racist Mm -hmm. and being Jewish and like have people jokingly throw up like Heil Hitler signs and then all of them laugh and me have to call my mom or dad or friend usually because I don't want to call my parents about that shit and just being like, I'm too drunk to drive home and my friends are still here and I'm just gonna like walk in circles Mm -hmm. until it's time to go. Yeah. Um, In Alaska, it was guns. Like once we hit 18 or 21 or however old you can be, people have guns when they were gifted guns when they were 10 in my class. You know, I don't want to be at a party where you're getting drunk and shooting guns. Sorry, I'm the lamest person in the world. I just mm-hmm. don't think that that's a great idea. And it is so, pretty lame. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't care if it sounds like a blast. Oh, nice. See, this is this is where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> So you're like locked in the choir room at high school, yeah. uh, learning all of the musical theater to go out and like be an actor. What was your sort of like voiceover acting was okay. like? My, I was like, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do voice. Like if I was going to do anything, because I because I've been told my whole life like you. While most kids are seen and not heard, I am heard but not seen. Oof. So it's like this very weird thing where I know I have value, but like I don't get to take credit for it. Whoa. Yeah. Because you actually sang from the From wings backstage, yeah. For other people. For other people from a very young age. And I couldn't understand why my mom was not psyched about it. Because I'm like, is this an opportunity to sing all these great songs? And she's like, how do you not get it? Like, this is not okay. And so it's like that, This I developed this weird complex of like, I know I'm talented. I've, it's never been a question. I've always been confident in what I can do. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but they don't want me. They just want me to sound like that. 
So it's like you can never be Cinderella. You can never be in Into the Woods. You can never be Janet in Rocky Horror. You can never be Audrey in Little Shop. But if I sound like it, I can still sing those songs fucking crazy so it's like listening over and over and over again to these tracks and then finding the voice and being like oh well if they ever do a cartoon maybe (laughs) maybe i can do it how i have to make this about me but i'm trying not to make this about sure okay (laughs) yeah of course but i think i think it'll come back around to like but there's there's a sense when i'm if i'm doing uh if i'm hosting some video or i'm doing stand-up there's usually a moment of shame involved because I'm the center of attention that I have to get over. And it goes super deep into just like childhood and family and yes. like whatever it is. But there is always a moment of me feeling like, well, I shouldn't be the center of attention. I should make everyone else around me the center of attention and then just get lost in it because that means I've done a good job. Right. And so it's crazy to hear that you were the center of attention but you, but they made you be lost in it. Yeah. Wow. So how do you get over it? You don't. You just stand up and try. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's why I got into stand up because it happened. It happened in my romantic life. I was seeing someone who was just taking what I said in conversation and putting them in scripts or putting them in articles that he was writing comedically or putting them as tweets. And I was like, this is an option. Wait, how the fuck did you find this out and how long did it go on for? We were off and on for two years and I am not like a stalker. Like I'm not going to get on your Twitter. I'm not going to get on your Facebook. Like if we're having a genuine connection, like I will know more about you when you offer me that information, when you feel like sharing. And something just was not sitting right. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, we have too many mutual friends in common for me not to know who you are online because I only know you here with me Mm -hmm. and so I got curious and I looked on their Twitter and I saw the things that I said get blown up and retweeted and uncredited no like had the funniest conversation with this awesome gal the other day no just I had a great thought here's a fucking fuck yeah do you do you remember uh I kind of do like the moment like when you so you it was one look at his social one media look, and then I confronted him mm-hmm. when he came over and it was when he called me crazy that I was like okay I'm completely validated now because <laughs> that is the guy's scapegoat for not being able to answer for his crimes yeah it's crazy that I looked on your Twitter you've been inside me <laughs> yeah I can look on your feed your public Twitter feed and yeah. see all of the things that I said yeah crazy builds a pretty good case immediately absolutely Crazy builds a pretty good case immediately, meaning it's like you can't fight it. Yeah. Like automatically you feel discredited. Right. Yeah. She's crazy. She's He's crazy. crazy. Am I emotional? Yes. Absolutely. Am I reactionary? Yes. Yeah. It is not a quiet conversation that I had with this person. Mm-hmm. Because there's anger. Yes. You know what I mean? And like part of living in Alaska, the reality is like I am a very unbalanced person because I am deprived of daylight for six months of the year. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? As are most people in Alaska. And so that can get really ugly if you are not in tune with how you feel. Wow. Suicide. Suicide. Yep. Yeah. Because that's what happened to my father. He immigrated from the Philippines to Alaska and was in darkness and was a first, like he was trying to figure it out too. Didn't have the support. All of a sudden you got three kids like 
adios, for sure. I get it. It's never been an internal issue for me what happened there. Oh, did he kill himself? Yeah. Okay. He killed himself. And my mom right away was like, all right, Ali, we got to keep an eye on you. Because I'm very emotional and I'm expressive. And I imagine and, you remind your mom of your yes, dad. That same energy. Yeah. And we've just always been open about how I feel. Mm-hmm. And it saves, saved my life so many times. Like when you are in the depths mm-hmm. in situations like that, when you realize like, oh my God, I have been silenced in such a profound way from such a young age. Like that is a hole that is so hard to climb out of because all of your self-value is wrapped up in that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I was not good enough to be named. Mm-hmm. Like I am this dirty, dirty secret. Mm-hmm. And then either physically or vocally. or vocally, yes. So it manifested in my adult life in that way, and I was just like, nope, take control. Got into an open mic the next week. Fuck yes, that Whoa. is that's yeah, yeah. So you just you here you are you're at an open mic, yeah, a week after d- discovering that this person had been quoting you, yeah, and you just went up and quoted yourself. Yeah, I just what I did was I just wrote down my thoughts that mirrored what was being tweeted just uh-huh. things that i thought and i the, and apparently those are jokes <laughs> <laughs> yes. and my I, I did not realize until my current boyfriend was like fuck you you just talk in jokes yeah and i was like oh that's yeah. so nice <laughs> that's so nice, real nice. awful sweet yeah it's a good one doesn't it feel good when your when your brain puts words in the order as you're thinking it that comes out as a joke and yeah. you're able to say it and it's like instant but right you away. can really see it Cool. Do you guys both have that happen? Yeah. Oh, all the time. Wow. Yeah. It's like the only time that ever, things ever make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Is joke man. Is joke me. And it's my way of communicating. I get what you're saying. Because if I can add to it, that's fascinating. Yeah. Joke math. Joke huh? math. Because yeah. then the sharpness and once you all lock on yeah. that math problem. It, you just go. Yeah. And it's endless. There is no limit. Yeah. And But however, I, sometimes I, I have to remind myself to lose the joke math battle because like it can go on forever, forever. and like nobody wants to not say the last joke right. and at a certain point you're like all right you know what i'll take the l <laughs> just because like we both don't want to let this go and we are both so sick of just doing this <laughs> fucking bit yeah it's a real hard thing to lose but math like i'm terrible at math mm-hmm. i'm so bad at math um my stepdad is an engineer so he tried to teach me math all the time it just was not happening we can't i cannot speak the language but i've been using math in my bits a bunch lately like i discovered something called mom math and it's a thing that my mom will do to excuse all my bad behavior when she talks to her friends (laughs) (laughs) she like tallies up the good against the bad and then does a subtraction or something like ali didn't pay rent but she's taking a sketch writing class that's fine because i left her at the mall for like two hours one time (laughs) (laughs) yes that's mom math that's so good so is like the um does everything equal i'm a good mom it and equals, she's a great person. Uh, as long as she's not doing hard drugs, and she's not pregnant, like she, like that's still like yeah, she's in the clear. She's like oh, at least none of my kids have gotten pregnant out of wedlock. That is a brag if you're Filipino. Oh <laughs> shit! Okay, <laughs> that is a huge brag. Wow. Yeah. Does she is she cool with weed? She's very cool with weed because she knows how it is truly medicinal for me. Like yeah. I have just crippling anxiety at all times. I don't know how to be. Mm. a lot of times that's why I love joke writing because Allie Lou can just go up there and say whatever the fuck she wants but Allie de Guzman 
cannot. Uh-huh. <laughs> she will. If you tell her to make herself at home, she'll go upstairs and cry in your shower. Wow. Just to see if you mean it. <laughs> wow. I, I love like when when Mary Jane has a housewarming party and you come over. She's like, make yourself at home. Yeah. I'll know where it's to like, find where's you. Where's your cheese? <laughs> I need all of it in the bathtub. <laughs> Your shower cheese. I'll bring it to you and make sure you have all the cheese you need. <laughs> it's beautiful. I'll bring it home. Don't lie. Don't lie. If I can't do that, yeah. the soap is way far away, but the dish is just filled with cheddar cubes. I just like yeah, the idea that I could bring you cheese and weed in my bathtub, and that would mean that's like, where we are now. We're good. Like we're good, and a blanket. Oh, right? Yeah. A gravity blanket with some cheese in the bathtub? Oh, You're safe. Yeah, That's safety. It's like a bomb shelter. And and a lot of people out here don't understand, like, it's okay to not want to be friends. Were you ever thinking about going into politics? No. Never. I have so many parking tickets. <laughs> Get up. You gotta in, just so many of become them. the mayor and just like wipe your record clean. No, I wanna I wanna make TV. That's what I decided. Now that I know it's an option, that's that's what I wanna do. I wanna tell stories from weird other perspectives yeah like you know when you see the couple that's fighting in the rain Mm -hmm. my show would be about the woman waiting at the bus stop (laughs) like watching this couple fight she's like going to her third job she's got two ungrateful kids (laughs) and she's trying to date so yeah i love it i love the idea of like these two Tall, beautiful white people in the rain who and it's like i'm sorry no i'm sorry Fuck, you're right. No, you're right. And then they kiss, but it rack focuses way past their bullshit kiss on that person sitting yeah. at the bus stop. She's yeah. just tired. <laughs> her last life on Angry Birds, it's like, oh, this bus isn't coming for 10 more minutes. Her kids have used up all her credit already. <laughs> Sometimes mama just want to crush candy too. Oh yeah, I'm all about the candy crush. Yeah. Oh my God. See, that's very she relaxing. has she has more stories in her body than these two beautiful people kissing in the rain. Yeah. Who are probably cheating on each other. Or oh, definitely will cheating on each other. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. They're bad kissers. <laughs> oh my God. You know, unforgivable. By the mm-hmm. way, yeah. bad kissing is not okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. If you don't know how to kiss. But the thing is, do bad kissers know that they're bad at it? I've wondered this. I feel like they don't know. Well, I'm okay. So think of when you kiss someone new. There's mm. always that like, let's find our rhythm thing. Yeah. Right? Which is why you don't go in like, blah, 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 right away. Right. You go well, in bad like, kissers do. bad kissers do. Yes, yes. That's indicator of a bad kisser number one. Blah, blah, blah. I like to knock on the teeth with my tongue. <laughs> oh, let me in, let me in. <laughs> By the hair of your chinny chin <laughs> chin. Like, like a joke knock? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's there? <laughs> you just got a piercing. It's the doorbell. <laughs> <laughs> like there's like just a twitch of the lip like a twitch of the curtain like, yeah yeah exactly. yeah so yeah no oh yeah you were saying the rhythm yeah you find like the rhythm you go in like soft first yeah right yeah and then i don't know do you wait for them to open up or do you open up i'm aggressive oh you're aggressive yeah. like going for the open mouth the yeah. french kiss <laughs> like when you ask to <laughs> um i am very i i like to take a lot of time i'm a i'm a sort of like a tentative explorative person Ooh. yeah i'm pretty sensitive with my my kissing i think i'm not like a i don't like to go big guys early. i am guilty of so much pda yeah you are it's a lot public displays of arrogance <laughs> <laughs> look at this look at this 
My boyfriend and I said if we ever get to run our own show, every Monday morning meeting, 45 minutes, you just watch us make out. <laughs> this is why Hot. you're here. This is what got you here. Hot. I yeah. love this. What what uh, what about you, Mike? What's your kissing? Uh, I mean, I had sex people. on the dean of my college's porch swing, while like with the dean. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been great? He's he's like, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you oh. doing? <laughs> You're such a good kisser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a. I mean, for the smooch inside, I um, hmm, I don't know. It's so. Do you have a like a pretend it's a something like it's a peach, it's an apple, it's a you oh know, all that bullshit, delicious no. snack. <laughs> no, it's a big juicy lip. Give me a bite. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, I think I think it's more. It's almost like this is uh, interesting because my kissing style would almost be like chameleony. Ooh. Because I'm just like waiting to hear their breath tighten or quicken to know what they're into, so that I can like change my style to, to adapt to like what they're oh. into hmm. yeah so i think say so you don't have a style you you're very much like i'm uh, just great i mean you know just fucking throw wonderful. them all at me yeah you know? you're the meryl streep of kissing <laughs> <laughs> Why or is the tom no hanks ready? oh yeah <laughs> wait what'd you say the tom hanks of the kissing tom yeah the tom hanks of kissing, of kissing. I, yeah <laughs> Could Never do it at all. Yeah, exactly. That guy does not hit a wrong note. But it's also very safe. Yeah. A super yeah. safe bet. Everyone <laughs> wants to kiss Tom Hanks. <laughs> at any age. Yeah. That's so funny. In any role. <laughs> um, yeah, that's about well, good it. good for you, I did Mike. have a tongue ring, though. <laughs> you had oh. a tongue ring. Yeah, I had a tongue ring for a really long time. I got it. I, I got it. Uh, somebody in my high school got it. And it was one of those things where I was like, well, I'm getting it too. You know what I mean? And so it was like... <laughs> It, it didn't. It didn't look well from the outside to be like, "Oh, Glazer has one now." I guess that's like you're a little late to the game. But I still had it, and I like carried around my Listerine bottle in high school. Like nice. you know, oh, I'm sorry, everybody, got to go swish. You know, like that kind of a thing. And wow, but I loved having it. Like it was, it was like an erotic thing to have that also like satisfied my oral fixation, fixation all through class. Did you have to do the marble? Yes. Yeah, I swallowed so many marbles. Wait, you had your tongue pierced too? No, I had. I have oral fixation. Uh-huh. And so the doctor gave me this little ball that I was supposed to just play with. It's insane. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? It's insane. It's crazy. <laughs> and you would swallow it? Yeah, because it's so small. And it's... <laughs> Are they still in there? Did you check to see if they came out? I mean, I did like oh. gum, right? Seven years? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Have you thought about an MRI? <laughs> so then, okay, so I got one of my nipples pierced when I was 19 because my boyfriend at the time was like, that would be so hot. And I was going to do two. And after the first one, I was like, no, I can't. So then I looked stupid. Like it was just winking. At <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't even believe you got one done. Yeah. Like, holy motherfucker. I've had one. I got my belly pierced in the 90s. And... Uh, <laughs> It was fucking painful as shit. I can't imagine, like, your breast, your yeah. little nip. It was super hot Ooh. at first. And yeah? then I was just like, ow, I kept getting caught and shit. And I was like, ow, I'm holding both my boobs. Because <laughs> did, did you, uh, was it erotic for you? Like, it was, during sex? Yeah. It felt great? Yeah, it was awesome. Huh. Yeah. All right. Maybe I'll reconsider. I don't know. But with your tongue piercing, that means you have to be, have been super careful with who you hooked up with. Because if that thing gets infected with a dirty gal. Yo, you're done. Oh. Out the game. Yeah, out the game. Yeah. You, yeah. Were, you were swishing before and after to make sure that you weren't getting any? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
Were people excited to kiss you? Did you find it yeah. was like a... Was that like a thing? Was that like a destination? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think... like, I gotta make out with that guy. Well, that's oh what I was God, hoping. I, like, I have to make out with that That's guy. what I was mm-hmm. hoping because like, you know, I really didn't know myself at all. So anything I can do externally to make myself interesting helps me not have to deal with actually being a human being right oh you know welcome yeah 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 so like any any kind of like loud bullshit i can wear or having piercings all like it's yes i love piercing myself and i really did genuinely love getting pierced but it's i mean it's easily just as much the sensation of getting pierced that i enjoy as much as not having to deal with figuring out who i am (laughs) i love that i love that because that's so fucking honest yeah because so many people get lost in the identity and become this like three ring binder coloring book. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. like you could have just like forgiven your dad. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're so fucking dark. But yeah. that's the thing. That's how I dealt with being bullied. Because a lot of Filipino girls were not nice to me. Mm-hmm. And they would say really rude shit to me and they would just be awful. And I would just be like, well, I know that your dad is illegal. <laughs> Yeah, that must be very stressful. So you don't understand how to deal with people. So you lash out. Damn. I'd be really mad too if my mom was having an affair. Stop looking at me with direct I'm eye sorry. contact. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so much direct eye contact. <laughs> ripping yeah. me apart. My intensity is off-putting. <laughs> to Not to me. <laughs> no. Yeah, I just, you know what I mean? Like gr- girls who'd be nasty, I'd be like, oh, your dad's getting divorced. Like, I get it. <laughs> like, you know, I will, I'll take it if you just, just be honest. I feel like that you two, you have this in common. Like I know Mike pretty well at this point and I'm just getting to know you and I, I really see it in common as a radical honesty that is connected to, to a, a, a hatred of lying and hatred of, yeah, just putting up any, anything that's not true about yourself. Like I've seen you might get really mad about that kind Fuck of yeah. thing. Yeah. And I, it, it's... You're also, I think, great uh, readers of people, right? Like you, you can see it coming a mile away. It it comes off as judgmental for people who don't understand or who don't see the way I see things. Because I I don't know if this is true for you, Mike, but I get weighted so heavily when I'm around a person who is hiding from themselves hmm. and is performing and not just being. Oh, what do you, what do you need? What do you I need? I feel. I feel anxious. I feel their anxiety. Like, I really... You're an empath. Yes. Like, very, very... It's debilitating sometimes. I like, mean, you're, t- you're like, gesturing like you feel it physically. Yeah. You feel it, like, feel on it, your body. Yeah. It's like when is... I hear wrong notes. It's like, oh, it's so painful. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. I will sense it right away. So it affects you physically. It manifests yeah. as, like, a distress in your Pain. body when someone else is having... A horrible time. Honest to God, true story. I went and got a massage a couple weeks ago, and the guy was like, I don't mean to be rude. And I was like, awesome, awesome. (laughs) Already looking forward to what you've got to say. (laughs) It's like, I don't mean to be rude. They never do. Um, He's like, but you, I uh, freelance and I massage professional athletes, and you carry as much tension in your upper body as a professional basketball player. Whoa. So my brain's got a rockin' bod. (laughs) (laughs) What's stopping you from just moving somewhere else and getting a job and having nights off and 
hanging out and going to the Ren Fair on the fucking weekends and maybe getting a dog and you know what I mean? Like just having I think a about satisfied that a lot. life. Yeah. Um our plan is Cleveland. Mm-hmm. We'll devilish sell insurance and I'll probably like be the receptionist at that insurance company. We'll just gym and pam it. Great. Yeah. You know, but until until that last no, I can't leave. Yeah. It is my addiction. This is my, <laughs> like, I need to see it through. I, I'm only two years in. Yeah, you're like, so. I gotta, if I, if I don't feel like I can catch up, you know, then maybe I'll take a step back. But, like, right now. Well, you were thrown in head first in a yeah. wild, like, in a wild way. You're, the job you got to move here with. Yeah, they moved me. They moved you here. Yeah. So I get really upset. I'm like, oh, my God, guys, I don't move to LA no one invited you they invited me like (laughs) they're really talking but then they asked me to leave and Uh I was like no I'm staying for another five years let's can we tell that story because it's pretty wild yeah Yeah. um I was working for a local television station in Anchorage um I don't want to burn bridges so let's let's call it Sox Broadcasting Company great Mm -hmm. I used to work for the Sox Broadcasting Company not to be confused with Sox News. Uh-huh. <laughs> they don't ask people who look like me on Sox News unless they're telling me to leave the country. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I was just working for an affiliate. I was putting commercials in the day. That's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Sox is only two hours of a prime of prime in the whole broadcast day. We don't have early morning s- stuff. We don't have a Today Show type. We don't have late night. It's two hours of prime. Everything else is local news or syndication. Mm-hmm. How are you going to get them to promote Sox programming? Mm-hmm. I managed to figure it out. Our numbers were good. Um, the affiliate marketing position he- here in LA at the time is sacred. Like no one leaves it. You stay there for like 16 years. But because of the way that television is changing, no one is relying on affiliates anymore. So, you know, it's a great job when you're traveling and activating your affiliates and mm-hmm. getting them excited for this programming. But now everything is done streaming mm-hmm. so they brought me out here as kind of like a last hurrah because i was younger the programming was younger i could find a way to make this a priority to small markets because anchorage is a teeny tiny market and we we're doing really well so at 25 they moved me out to la set me up with a huge job managing 37 affiliates around the country wow yeah <laughs> i had to google what my job was i did not know <laughs> wow and it's your name it's my name <laughs> yeah yeah and i carry around with me my old card just to remind me myself like okay i was operating at a very high level at one point yeah um whenever i'm sad because a customer assumes i don't speak english <laughs> i just remember like okay i got i'm out here for a reason mm-hmm. you know it's a it's a different reason now but tangent that yes. just happened to you that somebody just, just, somebody asked, just you asked me yes if you know english yes here in LA. Here in Los Angeles. On Melrose. The most liberal place in the world. Yeah. And they asked you in English? In English. In very slow, loud English. Why loud? Why so loud? <laughs> yeah, why do they get louder when they get slower? Is it because they're so stupid? Or, yeah, like shouting makes it easier for you to understand their racism? I, there's no equivalent f- for me to like ask her if she has manners. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like I can't. Yeah, I didn't. I, I honestly didn't know what to do. It was um, fucking crazy. No, I <laughs> don't. Uh. I know, uh, cunt. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I love that you have your hand, hand. and it's like yeah, the dainty. gesture. <laughs> My little teacup hand. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I got brought out here to this big giant job that was just taken away from me. They decided we're going to absorb this department to another department. Thank you for your time. I even said, I was like, I will be an assistant somewhere. Because my goal has always been development. Mm -hmm. I, you know, was on the right track, spent a couple years in affiliate marketing. The right people were looking out for me at the time that were like, we can, if there's an opening in development, we'll get you going. I was being taken to like all these events to be shown like as a f- low level executive like people were aware that i was new in town mm-hmm. and that people wanted my perspective on things yeah and i was not quiet in meetings and i was i you know what i mean like yeah. I just if you if you brought me out here to do a job i'm gonna do the job apparently i was supposed to just be happy with the job so there was a diversity thing happening there in both age and gender and ethnicity. Mm-hmm. It was like, that. oh, we tried it. Now we're done. They didn't give a shit that I had just moved my entire life from Anchorage, like a good paying job, to move to L.A., where I have a brand new apartment and like... <laughs> you signed a lease. Yeah. Yeah. And they said, good luck. Good luck. It's like the fucking spaceship picked you up and then dropped yeah. you here and then they just retracted so, the ladder and exactly. disappeared. So Fine. then I fought for my severance. Yeah. And they gave it to me and I managed to make that last five years. And then I was like, okay, it's time to get a job. So it's the hustle of just doing a day gig and then going out and pursuing the dream. Like I very much see any opportunity to be on stage as a privilege because guess what? No one asked me to do any of this. That's why um, when I go out for jobs, I will go under Alex DeGuzman. My full name is Alexandria, and the responses that I get under Alex Guzman versus Alexandra Guzman. Wow. Yeah. Is what? Overwhelming. People respond to Alex Guzman because oh, they yeah? think you're a dude. Because they think I'm a dude. Mm-hmm. No shit. Mm-hmm. And then what happens when I you show up show for the up? interview? Ah, psych. <laughs> <laughs> you can't open the door because your hands are raising the roof. I'm like these are boobs. <laughs> I have them. I have them. We there's uh, an, uh, we our weed and grub email is to Mike and Mary Jane. Yeah. And uh, often people write and be like, Hey, Mike, what's up? And I'm like, Wow. 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 Okay. And then we'll you know I'll I'll write back and sign it and I'll put my name first and be like Mary Jane and Mike. You know, just to like, Hey, hey, hey. It's yeah. you know. Hosting an open mic with Baldev, uh, people will shake his hand and not mine. Yeah, I'm like, this is my mic. We are here because I, because of me. Yeah, I put this together. Yeah, motherfuckers. He's, he's, he's drinking. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, am, I am working and he is drinking. <laughs> oh but yeah, we'll wow. just just do that. Do you guys smoke weed together? We do. Yeah. We what do. are your weed habits? Um, frequent. <laughs> uh huh. Frequent consumers. Uh, I have I have endometriosis, so it helps me with my pain. We do a lot of pain management together. Mm-hmm. Um, he's always trying new things and comes home with bags and bags of <laughs> weed from all different places. He's gotten a little bougie. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, no, no, no. Well, we make fun of packaging a lot because it's like, you know how much more weed you'd get if this wasn't a tube inside of a box inside of like a... Yeah. The regulations <laughs> are nuts. It's insane. Yeah. Do you do topicals? We don't. Oh, I'm oh wait, g- I did a tincture. Mm, I'm going to give you a topical Yeah, to see what you think. For that shoulder. That yeah, shoulder pain. For your whole yeah. fucking body. It, I'm just good. a very tense tense person and I and when I smoke weed I feel comfortable I feel like my body is a memory foam mm-hmm. and it just it slows me down this is slow <laughs> because it's usually I'm vibrating at such a high frequency at all times just trying to like keep everything in order mm-hmm. that when I smoke it's just I can I feel like a person 
Do you guys cook together? Um, no, okay, first of all, I need to know if it's racist that I've been dating an Indian guy for two years and he's never made me Indian food. Oh. He's like, I just don't, it doesn't taste good when I make it. I'm like, I will never know the difference if you just try really hard. That'd be great. I cook for him. I like to do all that stuff. I like to do the laundry. I like to, to do the cooking and... I, Solo activities. Yes. Hmm. That's how I have my... Alone time. You like to be in the kitchen, just yeah. chopping and dicing and slicing. Well, he listens to fish and writes in the room. Nice. That's what. I, that's my favorite thing. My favorite sound in the world is him typing on the keyboard. Oh, that's beautiful. That's yeah. so beautiful. It's my favorite sound in the world. I could fall asleep to it. Like it's the best. Because yeah. you hear his rhythm too, mm-hmm. right? You know when he's actually in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it sounds like composing. Yeah. The joke math. And when he's struggling, I'm like, ah, and then. Do you have a go-to good. dish right now? A go-to dish? Me? Yes. I recently just learned how to make bolognese from scratch. So I've been all about that. You've been fucking with sofritos? I sure have. I um, didn't realize like the carrot, celery, onion aspect of it was so important. And then the wine Mm. also. This is an all-night process. It is. And I love it because he'll go to like sketch rehearsal and I'll just have all this time. Wow, are you doing like a mirepoix kind of situation? Like uh, evenly diced everything? Yes. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because it, it's, for me, I can taste it. Mm-hmm. Like I can truly, truly taste it. And I I haven't mastered any Filipino dishes, but that's next for me. Yeah. Like I want to make a whole meal. Last question about this uh, bolognese. What's your noodle situation for that? Because there's a lot of options that would be delicious. Parpada. Oh, I was going to say the white flat. The white flat. (laughs) (laughs) Parpada. It's so good. It's just, I can never go back to another noodle. Right? Who, don't fuck with linguine, fettuccine. Get out of here. Get out. Trader Get Joe's has that here. lemon pepper. I am all about it. Yeah, all you need is olive oil and like a little bit of Parmesan cheese on top. Yeah. And you're good to go. Throw some pepper on there. Fucking delicious. Hell yeah. Yes. So glad we I got lo- there. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love the brightness of like lemon in my pasta. I like that you're saying the brightness. With you deciding to stay in LA, doing open mics, doing your own shows writing together, pitching ideas, when it finally happens and you pop and you have a show on the air and you post it on Facebook and it has 400 likes. <laughs> 400 whole likes? 400 likes. What do you think? 450? Like, five? Um, for, like a clean 400. A clean 400. Clean and then 400. you put it on lock yes. and nobody can see it. <laughs> yeah, only me. <laughs> when all of that happens, it's going to be, is it going to be hard for you to not be like, told you motherfuckers, peace, bye, and like change? Because I, I. Do you have that a little bit? Uh, I, I think about it a lot. I, I think, think about, about it too. I think about like how driven I am sometimes to shove it down everyone's throat who said no and be like, told you so, and then dip and then kind of have to be brought back to earth a little. Can I tell you my secret? Yeah. My secret plan is to just pretend like I don't know them. Huh. Hi. I have we met? You're gonna Mariah carry me? Do I know her? I don't know her. <laughs> because You're gonna Mariah carry you me? You know how satisfying that's gonna be? You know how terrified everyone will be when it happens to them? They'll be like, <gasps> There be are like, so many people out there who I am not the kind of person that people actively think about because they don't know what I can do yet. Because I haven't been given the shot. So go ahead and think I'm not a threat. Go ahead. Mm. You can only sing. 
You can only write tight, perfect jokes and perform them on stage and have them hit. Here's the thing that I think above all of that, because anyone can do that. Mm. I know who I am. I know exactly who the fuck I am. I know what I need to forgive in myself on a daily basis. I know what my shortcomings are. And I operate from a place of gratitude, no matter what I do. Mm -hmm. Because, like I said, no one asked us to do any of this. Right. You gave yourself permission yeah. to go for it. Mm -hmm. And you had support around you. I have support. You. And I have like my parents who are the most humbling people in the world. Because our love language is teasing. Mm. Like that is just how we've always operated. So I won like second place in a comedy contest. My mom texts me, congratulations, first loser. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. That doesn't cut deep. It that likes, right? You know what I mean? It's just like, ugh. Yeah. You, ha you had to. Yeah. It toughens you up. Yeah. When you, you know, you don't get too much shine from your own family, I think. When I would sing like French arias for competitions, my mom would come to my rehearsals and read a book and not look up unless she was moved. Wow. P.S. I'm nine. Oh, <laughs> wow. my God. So that's like some Amadeus shit. Yeah. Like, I yeah. Yo. Yeah. And and the book is thick. The book are the, like, they're the classics. It's like, if yeah. it's not written by a Russian author, forget it. Yeah. Janet Lou is uninterested. She's over there with crime yeah. and punishment, and you're like, oh. Yeah, and she's like, oh, that didn't feel right. Do it oh again. Oh, my God. Because she doesn't technically know what she's looking for. She just gets this feeling. Mm -hmm. And she's like, if I am not moved to stop doing what I'm doing, you're not doing it right. Wow. Fucking Debbie Allen. Because I don't, I'm not educated in this. I am not well-traveled. I don't, I'm not looking for these things. I just, I, as a commoner, she calls herself, because that's the word in Tagalog. Like, language is also a huge part of who I am. Mm -hmm. uh, in the Philippines, crazy is called serang ulu, which means broken head. Huh. You know, if you say you have uh, uh, crooked teeth, mm -hmm. they say pangit nipin, which is ugly teeth. Mm. Cut to the chase. Cut, right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, who is she? Uh, yun malaki, the big one. Mm -hmm. It's just right there. We had two aunts, Aunt Linda and Linda Tabat. Tabat is fat. Which one, Linda or Fat Linda? Whoa. That's just, that's how it is. I don't think I'd make it very long in nope. the Philippines. Most whites <laughs> cannot. I think I'd have a real hard time. Yeah. <laughs> I'd cry a lot. But the Kleenex economy would go <laughs> through the Kleenex roof. Economy. And <laughs> yes. Yep. Crying all the time. Yeah, so imagine that mental illness. Crazy, broken head, broken. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. words are powerful. I don't want to waste a single word. What you, makes you, you cry, by the way? Yeah. Uh, like, what is, well, no questions asked make you cry. Last time I cried was a movie called Dancer in the Dark. I, and it, it just, like, it, it's when Bjork got hung. And you know what it is? It I don't cry, but... My triggers are, and we've talked about it on this podcast, is like micro injustices that I can't control, but yeah. trigger me nonstop. And I think if I had a different type of personality, it would be tears, but instead it's just a spike of anger mm -hmm. that is like boom, 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 constant. With your ability to put words together in their best, most effective combination. Yes. So mm. that would be fun in a relationship. Oh, it's a... <laughs> It's not. <laughs> it's it's really not. It's really not. Because then I can also, like, you can flip it the other way, where if you are really good with words, you can get really angry or you can... 
be mad at somebody that you really care about that you're in a relationship with, but then you also know how to do the other side of it, yes. which is like soothe it and put a bandaid on it in a way that allows you to do the exact same thing again. Again, right? Yeah. Because you're just good with words. There is a book you guys should both read called How to Hug a Porcupine. Okay. Ooh, and okay. it is the greatest tool that I've ever come across because we are all porcupines. Mm-hmm. You know, and certain things make us quill out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as someone who is in any kind of relationship with a porcupine, you have to know how to hug them. Sometimes it's give them space. Sometimes it's put your gloves on and those gloves look different for everyone else. Uh-huh. And also don't worry about porcupines who aren't yours. Don't worry. Yeah, worry. Sorry. No, I don't. I just need to repeat it. Don't worry about porcupines who aren't yours. Yeah. Don't try to hug all porcupines. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I want to read this. It's really good. It is really, really good. What makes you cry? Everything. I cry all the time. I cry when I just think about things. I cry when I'm happy. Yeah, same. I'm a happy I'm, too. Yeah. I, my sister was always like, why are you, what, what about it is, you know, she just didn't, never understood my emotional scale. And then she recently called me and she was like, I cried from relief today. And I now, I could, it, was, it was a really interesting conversation to have. But I've always cried. I've always had it available to me at any moment. Mm-hmm. I have a very thin barrier between what you're looking at right now and me being in some kind of emotional, um, exuberant or ecstatic mess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's part of what made me, you know, like go into the theater and be, become an actor is because I love being able to express it fully and like have, you know, full blown, like hysterical, right. whatever it is on stage, the power of that to play someone in in the grip of Unhinged. madness is like an incredible thing. People respond to it in a way where, you know, you being allowed to do that in front of people is just an exciting feeling. And, um, and it's not like I always played like huge over the top stuff. I always like the, you know, all, all the aspects of it, but my emotional life is, I mean, Mike has learned like there, you know, I think when we were getting to know each other at the podcast and I would like cry about something talking about it and we'd be like, you know, sort of negotiating that with a friend and like what that feels like to really like, it, it can feel burdensome, I think, mm-hmm. you know, when you're in a conversation with someone and that other person is crying. And I was like, you know, what you need to know about me is that if I'm crying, it doesn't mean that you need to take care of me. Right. It doesn't mean that I'm not okay. It actually is just how I'm processing stuff. You process things through humor. Sometimes I process things through tears. Yeah. And sometimes it sounds like yelling. <laughs> sometimes yeah. process sounds like yelling. Yeah, totally. That's Absolutely. Awesome. Mm-hmm. What about you? What's your tear situation? Um... It's whenever someone notices something that I haven't said or has tapped into something that maybe I'm feeling but haven't expressed. Feeling seen makes me cry a lot. Mm. Whether it's, you know, outwardly saying like, I see you and I, you know, you're addressing a problem outright or just in little acts. Like I was high the other day and we were talking about what we wanted to be when we grow up, me and my boyfriend. (laughs) Like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I was like, I don't even know. What can I even be? And he just looked at me and he was like, you can be anything. And I lost it. <laughs> it was just the most perfect thing he could have said. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you just have to pick. You just have to commit and pick and then you can be that. Yeah. And I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> Meltdown City. Because when it's no, no, no all the time, and then someone is like, but actually, the world is at your disposal. Yeah. And I'm like, Whoa. huge. Yeah. 
That's hard thing I'm... is picking. Mm-hmm. It's fucking scary to commit to picking. When you want to be in charge of everything. Yeah, because yeah. the world would be a fucking better place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know that each of us at this table right now has all the right answers for every problem, <laughs> for everybody else. But I mean, like a thing that is yours but it, yeah. and that you get to, if you get to staff something, yeah. you know what I mean? Because your instincts are so good and you know who will fit what position. Yeah. Yeah. Who you want to be this person that you've created because you see something. You know what I mean? Like. Oh, I think about when I'm uh, when I'm a showrunner all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't even know that was reason. called showrunning until a couple of years ago. And they're like, oh, you're that's a show. And you even said it to me at the... At the fest. I remember. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, you're going to be a showrunner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Google showrunner. <laughs> you're like, oh, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> because it sounds crazy. It sounds absolutely crazy. Really? Yeah. I cannot believe it. And I, ha- I have meltdowns almost every week. And my boyfriend is just like, I can't. Every week? We got to do this every week? Just fucking do it. Hmm. We have a pilot. You know, finish the pilot, finish the spec, finish the deck for the show. Let's pitch it. Let's go. What are you going to do? Be a waitress forever? Is it fear, though? Because you pour so much into something like that and to finish it and then have it be judged is stage two. Well, this is like the first time I've ever talked about my creative pursuits with people who aren't Baldev. Hmm. This, this, this conversation. Yeah. Is the first time I've ever put it out into the world that I want this. Man, it's going to be so fucking cool when you go back and listen to this <laughs> in whenever, you know, 18 months. You're like, fuck, I put it out there on that podcast. It's fucking weird and scary to say out loud, but it's so important, it seems. Yeah. You have to. You have to. Yeah. Because no one can read your mind. And I would be so frustrated because my proximity to success is so close Mm -hmm. like people in our lives have accomplished so much for being so young like I have friends who are from Alaska who went to my school who like write on Stranger Things wow you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and who are developing shows on HBO and like doing all this stuff and I and there's part of me that's like you know who I am you know what I can do you've never offered once Mm -hmm. I have to be like can you help me with this that I no, I can't do that I have way too much pride to ask because they know, they know what I, you have grown up with me. You know what I have to offer. Mm-hmm. So that's not where I'm going to go to. I'm going to ask strangers now. Mm-hmm. Because they, who don't know, and I, I will prove all day long what I can do. And that will feel like I at least earned it. You know what took me a really long time to realize, though? Is uh, not everyone's thinking about me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that was like kind of a shock. Yeah. Because you think about everyone. Yeah, in yeah. a fucking weird way. Yeah, it'll eat you alive in some cases. Yeah. Yeah, I've had some friends who are, yeah, they've, I've watched some people who are incredibly talented and totally capable let other people's success take them fucking down because they just were so enraged by it that it ate yeah. them alive. I've seen a couple of people, like, really not, like, just back away and be like, well, I guess it's not going to happen for me then happen for this other person it's just like a great lesson to never stop never stop because you are behind anyone else like your time will come if you keep making the things and you know just showing up well and it's like you know when you're in a creative relationship and then also in a romantic relationship the boundaries have to be super clear like the way that Baldev and I over communicate sounds crazy to an outsider 
Like I sometimes will say, I'm not saying this as your girlfriend right now. Mm-hmm. Like I have to say it like that. Yeah. Or I'm not telling you this is good because I love you. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be very direct. We have to be very direct with each other because sometimes it'll feel like, oh, you're just saying that because you're my girlfriend. Like, oh, you're just supporting me because you're my boyfriend. No, it's like you have to be clear when I'm speaking as someone who is your partner that wants to succeed with you. If I think that's wrong, that's wrong. And it has nothing to do with me being mad that you didn't wash the dishes. Mm-hmm. Both can exist. Yeah. I can be mad at you for doing the dishes, but it does not affect this joke that I think you should rewrite. <laughs> <laughs> It's so fucked up. It's so good. It's so good. It's so fucking good. And he'll just be like, oh, God. He's like, I love you. I'm like, okay, I love you too, but we need to rewrite rewrite that fucking joke. It is hard. It is very hard. That's fucking great. You cannot criticize if you are hurt. Yeah. Because that is not productive. You got to like take a breath and go for a walk. Yeah. Got to. Yep, exactly. Fuck, you're gonna be so stop. Yeah, for real. Like, I want to do. I want to do it all, and I want to to do it with you guys. And I want you guys are already there. Like, that's the thing. Like, how special to have people tuning in. Yeah, it's fucking great. It's so exciting. You know what I mean? Like, it's huge, and it's happening right now for you guys. And it's been happening. It's been. You guys work your asses off. Yes, we do. You do, and like, go out and make it. Do the work. Start it. Make it. Do it. Show it to people, learn from that, and then make something else and repeat. Well, I mean, this show is educational and it's funny Thank and entertaining. It, it's all, if it's not purely informative, it is entertaining as fuck. And <laughs> even if it is informative, it's entertaining as fuck. Thank you. Because you guys clearly just enjoy each other. Yeah. And like so many people don't enjoy each other unless it's transactional. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. you do owe me money, Mike. Venmo at what? Boohoo. I'm broke. What's, what's your Venmo? Purely transactional. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only doing this until you pay me back. And then, we're, and then it's over. But do you feel that? Like it's you like must... only $5. <laughs> but there's like this weird like, no, because then I lose if I give in. and make, What and emoji would money. you send when you pay her back? Glass of milk. <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> like... Cool. <laughs> Great. Twist. She's lactose intolerant. Yeah. Oh, it's so much good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> milk and a peanut. I'm like, fucking fuck you, Mike. <laughs> so I send you the thing you're allergic to as like a, here's your fucking money. I yeah. hope you choke on this goddamn yeah. thing and it's blow like up a like soybean. a <laughs> I hope you swell up and die. What's the emoji for gluten? Is that just baguette? <laughs> I, th- I think there's a little sheave of wheat. <laughs> I haven't thought about the emoji fuck you in a while. Yeah. yeah it's great. It's not, the middle finger was too easy. Like, why did you give us the middle finger? There are so many other options. Oh, yeah. There are so many good ones. Mm-hmm. I, why are you emojiing people fuck you, though? My favorite ever, actually, was when I was texting my friend Beth Hoyt, who's a very funny comic, and she, but she's just, like, she's from Wisconsin. She's super earnest and sweet, and everything, when you're talking to her, it's just, like, oh, everything's good and fun, and I texted her something about, like, coming to her show, and then I meant to do the, um, like, the kiss emoji, mm-hmm. like, the little, like, <laughs> but instead, I totally fucked up, and I sent the eye roll emoji. <laughs> <laughs> And then I didn't hear back from her for like a day. And then she got back to me and she was like, did you mean like I'm coming to your show eye roll? I was like, oh, fuck, that's the best. It's now my favorite. We always text each other like, yeah, great to see you last night, eye roll. What do you use for vagina? Uh, Peach. 
See, I always thought that was butt, so I've started using avocado to emphasize the clit. Oh, okay. I dig that. Yeah, the peach has always been my go-to um, sext. The peach and then the juicy. The juicy? Yeah. <laughs> the squirt? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the water? Mm-hmm. It's dirty. so good. <laughs> dirty, dirty. It is dirty. I love it. Sometimes I'll text my boyfriend uh, the baguette, but it's because I want a baguette. <laughs> <laughs> He's like rubbing his hands. Yeah. He's like, what does it all <laughs> no. mean? Like, no, I just want some. Yeah. Just go to the store. <laughs> Looking for some Christini over here. <laughs> Flaky outside, chewy inside. Ooh, you just made me so hungry. I know. Bread is too good. This is so much fun. Why can't I do this all the time? You can. You're welcome. Yeah. I wish I, I would love to do a follow up episode where we talk about pranks because my, my dad killed himself on April Fool's Day. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Like, Should like, we end and like do this another time? Yes. Is that the end? Or I do think we want to like, go from there? Like the yeah, perfect, we're going to do a follow-up. Yeah, that's like the perfect uh, dot, dot, dot. We'll do a fucking follow-up. <laughs> for for the three of us, right. not for... Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm, I don't know why I'm I so do, comfortable just, making these jokes. Pranks. I love pranks. I love pranks so much, but it was that like you can't dishonor the day. <laughs> yeah. So then I'd be like, I can't participate in April Fool's. My dad killed himself on April Fool's. I'm like, Allie, that's not funny. <laughs> I know. <laughs> It is tragic for my whole family. Yeah. Fuck. God, I have so many jokes in my back pocket for that. I know. Yeah. We could do a Shit. whole show okay. on dead dad stuff. All right, Part two. <laughs> okay. Great. Part two? Yeah. Okay. Ellie, one more time. What is your Instagram and all of your followings? It is at a loser, A-L-U-Z-E-R, and uh, on Twitter at Allie Lou Comedy. You can find me there. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me, Fucking guys. This was a, such a blast. Thank you. There for you go. Call back for you. Over. It was a blast. <laughs> God damn it. I'm chomping at the bit to do some dad jokes about your dad. So I'm just going to say at Weed and Grub is our Instagram. Weedandgrub.com is our website. And thank you so much. See you at part two. Yes. Yes. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.